We may never know, Uther. I intend to live forever. How dare you show your face here? Uh, faces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing. I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 52, the show that's all about the shenanigans. And it might be particularly true on this episode if pre-show was anything to share about that. Anyways, each episode we'll check in, have some laughs, and talk all about the Lord of Warcraft one or two topics at a time. My name is Allie, the one that has been on Morganis watch for a long time, and I'm joined by someone that agrees that there are shenanigans afoot. It's Jin. You mean shenanigans? No! Oh. <laughs> I'm <about> shenanigans, right? <laughs> you were waiting for that, weren't you? <laughs> this is a good button. <laughs> So I knew it was going to be at some point in this episode. I know it's going to be like right at the top. Instantaneous, there. boom, got to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were just, you were just ready. Actually, I wasn't. I was like totally like, ah, I can't reach. Push <laughs> <laughs> this button. Uh, yeah. Um, what's happening? What's going on? I don't know what's happening. Hi, hey, hey, hi. What have you been up to? Uh, hi, buddy. Oh gosh, so many things. Uh, so many things. Uh, so many miles. So many, so many miles. Actually, so many. And so, a ginormous blister. Yeah, luckily that thing is kind of just, it just, it, it looks way worse than it feels. Put it that way. Looks way worse. Well, that's something. Yeah. It's, it looks horrible. <laughs> it does. Uh, anyway, now what am I up to? Uh, so this, so far, so far, uh, I am up to 107 miles since we have last recorded in terms of running. Just running. 107 miles in two week time for well two week one day since you know we recorded on Monday since I went to South of the Mirrors so that was that was a good show you, you got a tiny little taste of it with me and my tiny crappy it's true. singing in I the heard background that. it was good <laughs> <laughs> tiny, tiny little taste but yeah no I've, I've yeah so oh so I've been training for a marathon that's been fun I mean I mean it it has been but there's also been days where I'm like oh my god I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll, I the, last, it. the last long run was so far the, the worst. That was the we're gonna put that one in the bad run bag. We're just gonna ignore that. It's gonna be like we're just gonna we're just gonna move on. We're gonna go to a good one next. And luckily, the following one was good. Uh, and then oh god, uh, what was it last weekend? Yeah, on the thirteenth, fourteenth. Yeah, I went to the local little Comic Con. That was a lot of fun. We went and, nice. you know, got some stuff, and you know, my brother in law went with me. And, he picked up a whole bunch of posters, got some signatures on it. He was super happy, and I found some friggin' classic vintage Disney posters, and I was super happy about that. I story. saw that. Yeah. There was a pirate one. I was like, oh, look at that. Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. New Orleans uh-huh, Square. Uh-huh. Well, that's, yeah. That's probably going to go over the living room, man. I'm just going to put that certain decorated Disney <laughs> freaks we are. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> But yeah, that's about it. I don't have any funny anecdotes or stories to go along with. I just slipped it running my ass off. Literally. Literally. Yeah, it's, it's literally. Shrinking. I don't know if it's actually shrinking. I didn't take a mirror to it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't measure it? Did it no, ask Mrs. Jen to no. take a look? Actually, shrinking. honestly, it's probably growing. I mean, that's what happened. You get old muscle and shit like that. It's muscle? Like, yeah, I'll yeah. do it. Yeah, that's what's happening. So I'm running my ass on. What? <laughs> 
okay. <laughs> that's not that's not an awkward phrase. Uh, it's, it's, it's a phrase. It's a, <laughs> it's, it's a phrase. It's, it's, a, you know, it's, a, it's a phrase. I don't know. Awkward, it's a not phrase. awkward. We're, just, we're gonna go move past that. It's a phrase. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of, um, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Allie, what have you been up to? Hmm? I think I'm done with my... Waiting to see what you're doing with that transition. <laughs> I don't know. Asses on, asses off. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> things are happening. So many things. Wow. Okay. Yeah, me. I've uh, I've been doing some alpha testing, which has been a lot of fun. Not as much alpha testing as I would like because season four also happened. And I'm actually like tiptoeing a little more into Mythic Keys than normal. I, I don't... Mythic Keys stress me out. I don't do them too often. But I love my guild and the gear. It gets nice to actually get upgrades. It's and some of them are really beefy upgrades, so that's pretty sweet. So that's the thing. It's beef. And beefy. <laughs> beef. I'm like you're groping the air. What are you doing right now? It's massaging the beef. Are you massaging like a steak? Like is that what yes, that was? That was steak. Okay. <laughs> it's a big old. Like a big At first, it's like a box shape, but I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> So confused right now. The gold chuck roast or something. <laughs> Do you massage chuck roast often? I don't know. Make a little patties out of it, right? <laughs> Make some boogers. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> no idea. You tell me. I don't know. I'm all punch drunk or something from all of exercise and stuff. <laughs> all right. So yeah, and I've so testing we have been doing the new faded raid stuff we can get our slime kitties we should be getting it tomorrow night which is great we've been whizzing through our normal to start with because that's fun and less stressful because for us and our raid and the way we've been this expansion you know other raids to get aotc early and take a little bit of time off we get aotc but it's not early it's usually the week of. <laughs> We're usually at the deadline. Um, so we haven't had much time off. So the thought of running through these bosses on heroic again after we worked so hard as expansion, we're not quite ready for that. So we're, we're, we'll, we'll tiptoe and do at least the first few bosses on heroic. And, and then we get to a point where we're like, done. <laughs> so... That's a thing. But I mean, we're we're getting on gear, which is nice. And we'll be able to do them all, too, which is which is fine. Really, for me, it's just about the slime kitty. That That's my thing. I just want that the, the, the mount. It's, it's fine. Same. Yeah, I just want the Same. slime kitty. But that's I, all right. I won't I won't get it this week, though. Nope, nope, nope. Because I missed nope, last you, week. You missed. Yeah. 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 Missed last week. Thankfully, like, yeah, especially though. normal, like, it's pretty easy, especially as you get gear. Like, we, we've been whizzing through. Like, we've been doing raids like on normal in one night, basically, yeah. which has been, it's been that, like, that's been a lot of fun. Just to kind of chill a little more and just whiz through them and then have fun as a guild. It's great. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's been fun. Yeah. I've, I did a little bit of season four, but that was like the first week. Not this. Right. Week. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically since the last time we recorded, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> I forget how that whole two week thing works. So. Yeah. That's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> And I've really been enjoying the, uh, I was going to say enjoying Mythic Plus, but that's weird to say it together in a sentence for me because I don't enjoy Mythic Plus. But the new 
as affects that the like, asfix. You, you, yep, that too. <coughs> where you talk to the broker and you can pick like what buff you want for killing the dreadlords and stuff. That's pretty cool, my shadow priest, because I pick haste. And then my DPS actually makes me look like I'm a shadow priest main instead of a holy priest that likes to play with the shadow sometimes. Makes it sounds really creepy when you say it like that. If you just say I'm a shadow priest, it's like cool. But if you're like, I'm a holy priest, I used to play in the shadow sometimes. It's like, okay. Um, <laughs> that's, Ellie, what, that's what I'm going for. What's going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know the shadow was so creepy. <laughs> What's happening? Oh, you you clearly don't know Shadow and the Whispers and the Tentacles. No, I and don't. Don't. I don't. <laughs> just, no, you don't. I just, I just sit here and I, I, I just hit things really hard. I'm just like, rah! You do. Angry. That's true. I'm so angry. And then, so angry. And then I get less so angry. much rage. I get less angry as I spin berserk, but then I get angry again really fast. It's, it's, it's like up and down. <laughs> up and down. <laughs> That's what happens. Yes. Yeah. That's what happens. That's about it. I've been slowly getting back into streaming on the weekends and I did some D&D with my other group and then we're doing D&D this Saturday. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, patrons, you might find out about this that before we go live. <laughs> if I get this edited <laughs> in time, we'll see. But that's why we post about it on Twitter and Discord. That's true. So Twitter everyone Discord. can know. Uh-huh. Hey, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed it. I bet it was a lot of fun. It was. There was axes swung. And hopefully. If they didn't miss. Hopefully hits this time. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully the main hand one that's supposed to be magical and powerful and stuff actually does something versus taking vacation while the offhand does all the work. It's okay. It's It's just a a battle act plus one. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, to a noob like me, that's a big deal, man. Is it? Okay. It's a big deal. All right. A noob. Right. Noob, you're not as you noobie forget as this. you think you are. I'm, just, I'm still pretty newbie. You've been in like three campaigns. You can't call yourself a noob. You yeah. played three campaigns. Um, they all end <laughs> <laughs> really early. <laughs> like the height, the farthest I've gotten is one that made it to level five. Except since <laughs> we hit level five, it fell apart because the DM got really busy. Uh, well, that's that's that still counts. Level five is pretty like. <sighs> but I didn't get to actually play with level five. Oh, okay. Like, literally between four. sessions, we got a chance to level up, and then we're like, okay, level five, woo! And then real-life invasions. And now we're playing Curse of Strahd, and someone else is DMing, so oh, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, I like Curse of Strahd. It's a good time. I got that book right over there. It's we're just book. getting into it, but it's, it's fun so far. Mm-hmm. You want me to spoil it for you? No. Okay, then I won't. That's horrible. <laughs> Why would you do that? I thought we were friends. <laughs> Why would you do that? I was going to say some like really like, nice things in the next section, and now you're all being a jerk spoiling things. I'm not spoiling anything. It's a joke. <laughs> because the nice thing is, is you that that module is very customizable, so you it can be true. different every single time you play. So it's really difficult to, to spoil. Uh, there's a guy named Strahd, and he's the bad guy. There you go. I spoiled it for you. <gasps> Oh no! All right, we should drink. Oh, play play the bumper. We should drink. Okay, we'll play the bumper. Nothing beats a brew shared between friends. Especially this one. Good old God Almighty. Mm. What are we having? Margaritas. We are having margaritas. Mm -hmm. I looked and looked and looked and tried for like a really fun theme drink for this week because that'd be appropriate. And the, the only ones I found either. Where beers that are 
not brewed at this time or that we wouldn't be able to get because it's on the East Coast or cocktails that are way more involved than the huge list of greens we already have thanks to the last many episodes. So I'm like, screw that. I'm like, okay, Jin has been doing all this running and he's, he's been working a lot. It works rough. It works rough. Like, what, what, what would Jin like? What would make him happy? And I'm like, margaritas. So we have margaritas. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing my margarita shirt and everything. It's beautiful. It's true. It's true. He is. And I also kind of chose it because, you know, you know, we're friends and stuff. If you, if you couldn't tell, we're friends and stuff. It's true. And the first time we met in person was in the lobby of Hilton, BlizzCon 2019. I kind of like not the front part of the lobby, but like the back cool part to hang out in, you know. And we go, went and like me and my husband, we went and met him, and and he was like standing and walking to get a drink or something, and he saw us, and and he was like, "Hey, we're sitting over there. Go, I'll get you guys a drink." And then he bought bought my husband and I some margaritas, and then him and his wife some margaritas, and the four of us sat around for a while having margaritas, and it was a nice icebreaker because I was really nervous about meeting him in person. And we had a grand old time. And now when I think margaritas, I think gin. And I think that day. And it was fantastic. And it makes me happy. It makes me happy too. Yep. The margaritas are the best. Even though there's not gin in them. Nope. It's tequila. <laughs> no, but when you have them with gin, oh, yeah. it's great. That is great. You just, you just have it <laughs> as a, on the side. <laughs> sure. I don't know. <laughs> little gin on the side. It's a little little gin chaser or something. I don't know. But yeah. I don't. I've never used gin as a shot or a chaser. <laughs> the first time I've actually had gin in a drink actively was our last episode. So mm. no, 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 no. You you've you've definitely had gin in a drink before because you've had a Long Island iced tea. Long Island iced tea has gin in it. That's why the Tokyo tea has gin in it because it's basically Long Island iced tea. But with that's Midori. fair. That's fair. But yeah, yeah. But it's that's like. Fair. You haven't had a gin and tonic, right? So it's like, there you go. So that's usually what people think of when they think of gin. It's gin and tonic. True. And I, and I would say, it's okay. It kind of tastes like weird pine salt. It's kind of true. <laughs> it's made of junipers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's weird. Oh, that's yeah. True. But margaritas are the best. Um, They make me happy. If you haven't tell, if you couldn't tell so far by this episode... Margaritas make me happy, so there we go. It's true. They do make him happy. It's pretty funny. And his wife, too. It's, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Fantastic. And in fact, in fact, it was, Allie was like, hey, we should have margaritas. And I said, would you like my recipe? And she's like, why, yes, I would. And I was like, boom. Like, it was instantaneously. Like, here it is. Yes. So, don't, don't worry, everybody. I will tell it to you. I will tell it to you. Just so you know. Okay. Here is the recipe for margaritas. And you know what? You're going to have a good you're going to have a good evening. We have a good evening because this recipe will make you four margaritas so for for you and three of your friends or or you and one of your friends are going to have a great time or you're going to have a hangover tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so here's the recipe. You need a cup and a half of tequila, preferably a uh, clear tequila, the the white, the whatever, the clear tequila. That's the that's the good one. If they, if you got any, if you got the regular, like the gold or whatever, the freaking brown color, dirty water looking tequila, that works too. But I have a gold. It works just fine. Just yeah, for it, works, it works just fine. But preferably yeah. you want to clear. Now, next up, you need a quarter cup, a quarter cup, a triple sec, right? So I usually get like my little measuring cup. Now, first I'll do a half a cup 
or, or one and a half a cup of tequila and then and then, then into because you know how most measuring cups don't actually go up to a quarter cup they, they like start at the half cup so i go i gotta do the another quarter cup inside so you get one and three quarters of booze in your little measuring cup and then i pour it <laughs> in a big mason jar and now you need eight ounces and I, I write it in ounces because I have one of those little juicers. So when it spins around, must be nice. Uh-huh. I don't. And that took for freaking ever. <laughs> Why do you think I bought the little juicer thing? <laughs> and my husband bought like the small limes because that's all he could find at the time. Mm-hmm. And it took forever to squeeze <laughs> eight fr- hand squeeze with this hand right here. Eight ounces of lime. And I was like, Why did I not just use the bleeping? Lime juice from the bleeping bottle. Because it tastes better. And then I was like, it does taste better fresh squeezed. It does. And I, I squeezed it with love. That's what I do. I squeeze with love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so eight ounces, eight ounces of um, lime juice. Got to be fresh. Got to be fresh. If it's it not, does. Unfortunately, it's not get the big limes, though. If it's not fresh, you're going to be sad. I'm just going to tell you right now. You're going to be like, it's like this. Jen, you said margaritas were good. That's what's going to happen. You're going you're gonna to blame me. And you're gonna say it was bad. I was gonna. The first question is, did you use fresh lime juice? And you'd be like, well, no, that would take a lot of trouble. It does take a lot of trouble. Let me. It's tell. worth it. <laughs> it it's so, so much, much trouble, but it's so worth it. It tastes so much better. And then finally, half a cup of simple syrup. And there you go. That's it. That's it. That's it. You got four drinks. Boom. Boom. But it's actually really. It's one of the best margaritas I've had probably since college. It's absolutely delicious. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's what we're drinking. So this is going to be a fun episode. Sure. So are, you, are, are we ready? Well, we, no. No, because you got you to talk to the patrons. No. Uh, what? Hold it. <sighs> ha ha. I saw a bummer. <laughs> I saw a bummer. And I, Calm yourself. I, apparently, I have to say, hey. Hey, everybody. Do you like supporting <laughs> shows that talk about margaritas and other interests <laughs> that you're also into? <laughs> You find yourself talking back to the hose out loud and saying like, "Come on, Jen, let's come on. That's a lot of that's a lot of lime juice, right?" Or while well, riding in the train, right, or whatever. I don't know what's happening, but uh, if you answered yes to any of these questions, <laughs> stay tuned until the end of the show to find out how you can keep this show and our lime juice going. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds vaguely dirty. That's a hey, play dirty. a bumper. Oh, is this the right one? I think this is the right one. How am I supposed to live, laugh, love in these conditions? That was the right one. <laughs> that was the right one. Oh, goodness. Uh, unfortunately, we have a lot to talk about, so I'm going to try to go through it as quickly as possible. In our first story, <laughs> we check in on the Blizzard Albany Union that they're trying to form over there. The QA people are trying to unionize, just like they did over at Raven. And, of course, ABK is working against it. They're actually trying to fight the National Labor Relations Board, you know, just like when Raven QA voted for their their union, ABK fought back saying, oh, the whole studio should be able to vote for us since it would impact them. So for the Albany branch, there are 20 QA testers who are seeking this union. ABK is fighting them in order to expand the pool of people who would be voting with the hope, assumedly the hope of diluting the voting power of these testers. ABK says that any employees at the Albany studio who are working on the Diablo games should get to vote. Because I think that's what the QA testers are working on, the Diablo 4, you know? So to quote the ABK spokesperson, We believe all our employees should have the right to choose whether or not to join a union in a fair and confidential vote. 
given our tightly integrated Albany operations, we believe strongly that no employee should be disenfranchised and that creativity, inspiration, and free exchange of ideas work best when all non-supervisory employees in Albany working on Diablo get to participate in the vote, not just 20 quality assurance testers identified by the union. Thoughts? Uh, sounds like a bunch of bubkis to me. Like, okay, I understand. I understand a little bit that they're trying to say that, you know, everyone should get a vote in this. Everyone should get. Well, okay, ABK. Like, let's, let's, let's back up for a second. Hey, let's back up to episode 50. Uh, you remember when we talk about how the, the heinous, freaking ridiculous crap that's been going on? And pointing out why effectively you brought this on yourself. So I don't, I don't really care anymore. That, that's, that's, that's my thing. It's like, no, if the National Labor Relations Board recognizes them as a perfectly, uh, you know, legal thing, they can, you know, form a union, let them form a union. Boom. That's my, that's my answer. There you go. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So. Here's a thought. Treat your QA people better, and they won't want to form a union. Yeah. Amazing, right? Hmm. I, I, yeah, like it just, it, yeah, I, f- I feel like that's just the simple logical thing. Like, how, wh- why, why are they making this more challenging than it has to be? Like, just take yeah. care of the people. There's a, there's a great TikTok account that this is what it reminds me of. Is, I literally, I do not know the character that they're playing. It's like Veronica or something like that. It's really funny. Uh, but the manager comes by to their desk and they're like, Hey, so Anastasia did quit this morning, so I'm going to go ahead and give you her work so that you can finish that for us. Oh, yeah. Am I going to get paid the salary of two people? Uh, no. Why would you? Um, because you said that you want me to do Anastasia's work and you want me to do my work. So that's two people. Two, right? One plus one equals two, right? Okay. No, I just want you to catch us up before the end of the day. So are you telling me that you want me to do double the work for the same pay? I'm not volunteering myself. This isn't Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's just, it's freaking funny. The, that little thing where it points out the ridiculousness Perfect. of corporate America. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Next, then you have the next story on the, on the list here. There are three women in particular who are suing ABK for sexual harassment in the workplace and compared working at Activision Blizzard to being in a, quote, cult with how male-dominated it was and how often those men treat others horribly, blah, 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 blah. We've, we've heard all this story before. One of these women is Christine, who st- actually still works there in the IT department, where she has been pressured to drink on the job and sexually harassed by multiple male employees, including her supervisor, supervisor Mark Skorupa, I'm guessing that's how you say that, who is a former manager She says that male colleagues and those in leadership roles have hugged her tightly from behind without her consent, as well as put their hands in her lap, fondled her breasts, and attempted to kiss her. And there's also another, one one of her female colleagues who, with her husband, held swinger parties and invited Christine. Christine also says that she has been passed over for promotions and kept from advancing due to her speaking up about these issues. The other two women in the suit decided to keep their names private because they were afraid of retaliation. But one of them says that she endured sexual and emotional abuse, was degraded, gaslit, and humiliated. 
The third woman says while working at Activision, she, quote, suffered sexual harassment, sexual battery, and sexual assault by managers and supervisors. And this included being sexually assaulted during numerous business trips by her bosses. Yeah. So these women have all the same, they all have the same attorney and they're pushing for a co-tech to be fired, damages to be paid for, you know, the three plaintiffs, a third party investigation into the company's conduct, which I feel like all the employees are asking for, which are still, still haven't done. And well, an unbiased third party, I should say. And then uh, court orders to end forced arbitration at Activision and creating a rotating HR department. Hmm. I which I thought th- I haven't heard that before. I think that's that's interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because hmm. I feel I could see, you know, if, if there are certain HR people who aren't responding or listening to these issues, acting on things, following up on things, or if there's some kind of bias involved... I can see a rotating HR department being helpful, but it also sounds chaotic. Yeah. It, 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 I don't know. It's interesting. I My guess is, is that they probably want the HR department to be rotating so the HR doesn't get all, I don't know, corrupted by the culture, basically. <laughs> what? That hasn't happened. There hasn't been numerous reports about HR being crap. No, never. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, you know, it's like, uh, you know, people get used to the, the culture and things like that. And, you know, you want, you know, fresh eyes to come in and, and basically yeah. take a look around and go, hey, no swinger parties at the office. OK, like like it's one thing if you, if, if that's your style, if that's your lifestyle, go on for outside of work. Have a great time. When you start inviting your coworkers, then it gets a little a little awkward, a little, little rough. I'm going to say that gets really super duper, not a little, like super duper amazing, ultra, I don't know, so many adjectives, awkward, as in like, don't freaking do it. Don't, I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know what? how many <laughs> trainings I've been in. And let's just say that never even got brought up. So it's like, you'd think that, you know, because usually that's that's the joke. It's like, they only have to bring these things up when someone does it. So I have a feeling now uh, the next uh, sexual harassment uh, training that Blizzard has to do is like, you know, that's fine if this is your lifestyle and all, but keep it out. Keep it out of the office. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm baffled by that story. I'm just like, (laughs) yes, right. The fact that these people have the audacity and the ridiculousness to do this. I'm just like, you guys are you. I don't you live in a different universe than I do. Like this is this is absolute insanity. You keep that crap. At work? What? <laughs> it's not. Well, it, it didn't say it was at work. It just invited I'm not work people it's at to work. it. I'm just saying you're inviting yeah. coworkers. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not that good of friends with my coworkers. <laughs> I'm right. not that good of friends with my coworkers. Not a, not a line I'm going to cross with any of my coworkers. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Super nope there. <laughs> there are so many nopes. <laughs> <laughs> so many nopes. Oh my God. <laughs> I am friends with my coworkers. Like, like I've had a board game party. Like, like that was fun. <laughs> Scandalous. Oh my goodness. They're playing Settlers of Catan. Oh my. <laughs> what are you doing with those sheep? <laughs> <laughs> and the wood. I'm, I'm, I'm building ships, thank you. <laughs> We're playing Seafarers Edition. Anyways... <laughs> Nice, nice. (laughs) 
Anyways, we do have one more story. It was actually a last minute edition that I saw on my lunch break today. Uh, and since this is a bi-weekly show, I just might as well bring it up now and get it over with. There's a new charge filed with the National Labor Relations Board. Yay. Uh, the CWA, which is the the union that, you know, is working with ABK people. Communication they filed an un- of America, I think is what it stands for. Uh, association? Uh, association. Yeah, yeah. I know it's communication workers, but moving on. Yep, yeah, yeah, exactly. So they filed an unfair labor practice charge against Activision Blizzard, claiming that it engaged in illegal surveillance of workers during the July walkout to end gender inequity, cut off access to chat channel where workers were discussing wages, hours, and working conditions, and threatened to shut down other internal channels of communication where workers discussed their labor issues. Yep. So the exact allegations are coercive statements, which includes like things like threats, for example, coercive actions, such as surveillance, coercive rules, we didn't get any details on that, and concerted activities like retaliation, discharge, and discipline. So it kind of goes to show that we've seen some improvements over ABK, but obviously they have a long way to go still because how are how how is this still happening like hmm yep wow okay yep uh okay yeah it's nice nice well well, it's not nice to know it's the opposite of nice to know that apparently some things never change where as soon as people don't actually start talking about you know you know wages and things like that you know saying that hey i make this much maybe you should make that much too because we're doing basically the same work Corporate starts going, oh, no, I don't like that. That's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. And they keep getting in trouble for this kind of stuff. So the fact that they still do it, I, I baffling, baffling it. It was a lot. This was a lot more ABK news than I would like to discover, to, to discover, eh, discuss in one episode. But uh, we discovered so many that we unfortunately had to bring it up because that's the stance we take on this show because we don't want it to be swept under the rug. Absolutely not. Yep. All right. Well, Should we move on to like like shenanigans and fun and more drinking? Yeah, let's do that. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you what you talking about? So, as more and more info comes out about Dragonflight and alpha testing and more zones and dungeons and data mining and all that jazz, there is one topic from Shadowlands that I've been wanting to dig into a bit, and I would be sad if we moved into like Dragonflight stuff without us talking about it. In the sepulchre of the First Ones Raid, we get the Lords of Dread fight. Before the fight starts, we get a chance to see two Dreadlords, Contessa and Malganus, change into various people. I thought we would kind of look into these characters kind of a little bit Dungeon Fable style. Because I'm here and Jin stuck with me. <laughs> so one of these Dreadlords is... It's not a bad thing, by the way. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Uh, so one of these dreadlords is more well known to us than the other. So I want to take a look at her first because it, now she can tell us she's kind of new to us. And for those who maybe didn't quest in Shadowlands or went through the quest line, didn't actually read it. Just a quick little summation here. When we get to Corthia, we go through a quest line with the attendant caretaker Catan as part of the Chains of Domination campaign. During this, we get sent to Corthia, find the missing fate scribe Rokalo. You know, the one we see in the raid. Catan considers finding the face scribe to be of great importance and asks for us to help her. Once we do, 
Facecribe breaks Catan's illusion and exposes that she's actually the Dreadlord Contessa, who then abducts the Facecribe. And, uh, you know, honestly, it was a fairly new concept to see a female Dreadlord. So that was actually kind of cool to see one. Another one, at least, and just, just as a reminder that they do actually exist. As for Morganus, we've known him for a while. Just, again, really quick. <laughs> just, just a little while. Just a little while. Uh, he was chosen by Archimon to be one of the jailers of the Lich King. Considering that he was one of the Dreadlords to torture and break Nerzul, that makes sense. He led the plot to break down Arthas Menethil, turn towards the Lich King. That includes the events of Strathholm. And it was during this plot when Arthas said he would chase Morganus down to the ends of the earth. To the ends of the earth! <laughs> I love adding that voice clip in, but we have enough later that I just, I just like, it's more fun to say it. <laughs> so he led the Scarlet Onslaught. They were sent to go after the Lich King, but he did, obviously did so as disguised because that's what Dreadlords do. After Wrath, though, we don't actually see him again until Legion when Gul'dan summoned all those demons and whatnots on the Broken Shore. But that's the only time we see him in Legion. Ever. In Legion. Lots of demons and Dreadlords and all that going on. Big name Dreadlord dude. Nothing. So that's when my suspicions about Morganus shenanigans started. Because I'm like, where, where is he? This is Morganus. Like, we all know Morganus. Like, how is he not in this expansion? We find out in the Sylvanas book that Morganus plays messenger between Sylvanas and... Did I say Morganus? Yeah, Morganus plays messenger between Sylvanas and Zoval, which is probably what he was potentially off doing. He was off doing things for Zoval. In the Shadowlands, he is the Nathrezim that Daddy D charged with infiltrating Renathal's inner circle, as well as gaining some of our trust. He discovered and he's discovered and captured and turns down Renathal's offer to repent and join the Venthyr. He provided enough distraction, however, that the Nathrezim stole Ramornia and freed Daddy D, which by the way, by the way, they stole Ramornia to free Daddy D. We have not seen any of that play out or what happens next with that. So I feel like we need to put Denathrius on the new shenanigans watch because what the crap? I agree. He's on shenanigans watch um, because. Yeah. So Denathrius is, he's a, uh, I don't know. Everyone keeps talking about this Cosmo Disco War, which obviously ain't, it's not Dragonflight. That's okay. It's no, okay. We were, no, all, we were it's all hoping later. to return to form, and which I believe that's what that's what Dragonfly is absolutely going to be. Going back to going back to Azeroth, having some fun times, flying, doing some dragonflying. Dragonflying is a lot of fun. I've only done it really is. I've only done it as a drag there, but it is a lot of fun. It's just like oh, it's, it gets so much better. <laughs> it, it's it's like this is this is just fun. It's, it's just fun. So anyway, I'm I'm just I think. That we will absolutely 100% see Denathrius again. I don't think we're going to see him in Dragonflight. I really don't. No. I, I don't no. I just I don't see how that would make any lick of sense. But I think he's coming back in 11 0. So, because it, it just feels yeah. like with Anduin on the shelf and Denathrius on Shenanigans Watch, it feels like that's the perfect time for. Denathrius to be like, hey, what's up, everybody? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Haven't seen the paper boy in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's Denathrius talking about Anduin. <laughs> I was 
say, c- c- considering Denathrius, Denathrius's, you know, um, personality, <laughs> uh, that's a, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a thing. <laughs> Get your fat ass back here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, eleven yep. eleven oh eleven oh. Yeah, just, considering like, just we learned so much about Denathrius and you know his role in the grand scheme of the you know lore and story and whatnot. And Ramornia, and then mm, yeah, Ramornia exactly. <laughs> oh, Ramornia, don't even get me started with her. That's a whole <laughs> other story with her. But she is she's a very excitable sword. <laughs> very excitable. Very. Just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> very. You can see her again if you could do this whole faded raid stuff that's going on. But anyways, <laughs> um, so yeah, so Daddy D officially shenanigans watch. He's he's up to something. We gotta watch out for him. But anyways, it's about Moganis, who somehow escapes, heads to Zareth Mortis. There he's disguised himself as us, the player, sabotaged a bunch of stuff, got people mad at us. We clear the air. Moganis claimed that he stalled long enough. And then run off to Sepulchral Raid, which is where we see him and Contessa. And they're showing off their disguises of different people they can change into. Most of which are former bosses in various instances. Got a whole list. Unfortunately, they they had like no no real voice lines. They were just kind of changing into these different characters. It was kind of the lack of voice acting on the Lords of Dread fight in general. Very disappointing. But anyways... There is some discussion in the community about what this meant. You know, were all these bosses secretly dreadlords when we fought them? Was Blizzard trying to tell us something? Is this canon? So full disclosure, there was a tweet from senior game designer for Encounters, and he says, The way I see it, the dreadlords were practicing their ability to mimic previously existing people. The buff tooltip says they are imitating other beings, not that they necessarily were those beings all along. I went and tracked down that treat, that treat. Wow, that's the margaritas. It's a treat, those margaritas. I went and tracked down this tweet, <laughs> tweet, Jin's face right now, <laughs> to, see, <laughs> to see if there's anything else from Kenneth on this matter, and there is not. I do want to bring that tweet up, though, because it's a good thing to remember as we go through this list of different disguises that are seen, for the sake of canon, this does not mean that these two Dreadlords were ever being sneaky and disguised as those characters. However, we don't have confirmation one way or another. And I kind of can't help but wonder, why these particular bosses? Like, granted, they may not have been those bosses in the past, but did they have future plans as these bosses? Maybe? But like, why? Like, this particular list of bosses? Like, why did Blizzard choose these? Out of the... Tons and tons of bosses they could have chosen. Why these bosses? That's what I want to know. That's a good question. So we're gonna we're gonna go through it. It's kind of quick because we don't have tons of information on these, and it's, we're not doing a really deep dive anyways. But some of these bosses, you're gonna remember them. Some of them you may not. Something you might once you hear certain voice lines that that could be a thing. Um. So we will uh, we'll see. Yeah, I guess we'll but, see. Yeah, yeah. Who do these bosses? Yeah, yeah. What we're going to see, that's why, that's why we're here. It's, it's a thing. <laughs> okay. So uh, we're going to do it by expansion. There's two per expansion that will out of, we're missing a couple expansions in there. We'll get to that. First up is Pyromancer Lorgrain, 
who you might remember from Blackrock Depths and the Dungeon Journal, says, Once a respected member of the Earthen Ring, Lorgrain joined the Twilight's Hammer cult for reasons that remain a mystery to his former allies. He eventually journeyed to Blackrock Depths, where he took a sudden interest in the famed dark iron architect Fran Clorn Forge Wright. The purpose of his current obsession is unclear, but Lord Green remains loyal to his cult and an enemy of all who oppose it. So for those who are like, who the believe is this? This is that Torin mini boss that was just past the arena. And this was at the statue where you actually put Ironfell back in the day or, you know, in classic in order to complete the BRD key quest. I don't think I ever did that quest. <laughs> I feel like I did it once back in the day, I think. But that would have been in, in BC, though. It didn't start till BC, so. There's a Torin in Blackrock Depths? Huh. Yes, it's a mini boss. It's a mini boss. Oh. It's apparently been a while for you. Well, it's vanilla. It's technically it's true. actually it's plain true. vanilla. <laughs> I had a really, 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 really right. bad laptop. Yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't. I didn't play Vanilla either. Right? I went to play in BC and went back to it. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have my my dwarf rogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely mm-hmm. ran Blackrock Depths. That's when I learned the difference between need and greed. And we were like, "Why'd you need that?" I was like, "Oh, I just, uh, I don't and they're like, don't, don't do that." And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> that was it. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like it was. It was like totally not a. It was no big deal. Um, right. It was right. like a random, like one of those random gems that drops. And it was, it was kind of funny. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Why the heck would they want to turn into this guy though? What? Yeah. I don't like, like, why are they practicing this guy? It just seems like such a weird random thing. Yeah. Well, why Blizzard choose this guy? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe we want to get all speculative. It's, sure. Go for it. Probably has to do with the fact that they, they are a member of the Twilight's Hammer Cult. True. That's that's actually a good point. Yeah, the Twilight's Hammer Cult is kind of a big deal. Uh, in fact, that's pretty much what Chogall was involved with. And um, the, pretty much all of the Deathwing's allies and Cataclysm were part of the Twilight's Hammer. And they're yeah. still active, if I remember. Like, because I know there's, like, I know they get a, a freaking beatdown in Cataclysm. Yeah, like their their forces dwindle, but I think they're still you know running operations in the shadows and whatnot. Yeah, I'm still pretty sure they're they're pretty active. And yeah, and wasn't it? And like, come on, hey, hey, Allie, you're you're dungeon fables. You, you're the mistress of the dungeons. So wasn't <laughs> Archbishop Benedictus like the the mem- he was in the Twilight Chamber cult too, wasn't he? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. He, didn't he, yeah. He took over for Chogall when Chogall bit the freaking bullet, didn't he? I believe so. Yeah, like a lot of big names up in that Twilight Chamber cult. So if they're gonna be like, hey, 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 I'm just a little low level peon, right? This is a guy that you might want to do it with. So, all right, it's making sense. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, all right. I can I can see that. I mean, the Dreadlords, they they want to they getting up and they getting up in there. We getting up in there deep. In the deep, deep cover. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, so up next we have Galgan Firehammer over in Oldaman. Do you want to read about him? I absolutely would love to read about him. Reacting to the discovery of Oldaman by Bronzebeard Dwarves, the Dark Iron Clan mounted an invasion of the vaults to stop their ancestral foes 
from accessing the powerful artifacts within. Galgan Firehammer, a senator from Shadowforge City, was sent to oversee the continued excavation of Oldaman so that the Emperor may harness the artifact's destructive potential against the Dark Iron's enemies. He's a senator. All right. I like your venture guide voice. That's good. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. All right. So this this is that mini boss found in Dig the, the, the Dig Three area of Oldman. It's kind of off the main path, a little past the the map chamber room. There's a bunch of dark iron dwarves over there. It's over there, off the little alcove area thing. So we are revisiting Oldman in Dragonflight. As of now, I don't think we're going to see Galgan Firehammer. I looked at the, you know, it's not a boss list. I, I looked at the boss list. He's not on there. Maybe we'll get a nod to him. Maybe not. Because, I mean, he was just a mini boss. So who knows? I don't know. Um, but my thought with this is maybe because, you know, Oldman and, you know, we're starting to look at Titan stuff. Maybe that's why they thought... Galgan Firehammer would be useful to them. Plus, he's a senator from Shadowforge City, so getting in with the Dark Iron Dwarves and closer to Titan stuff. Double whammy. Yeah, so I wasn't necessarily looking at the Oldaman thing since he doesn't originate from there. I was more looking at the Shadowforge City and being a senator from there. I don't know, though. The, the only problem I have with that is that Moira is like the, the head of the, the Dark Irons and I know she's going to know. You're dead, dude. Go away, Dreadlord. <laughs> <laughs> Go away. That's exactly what she's going to say. Go away, Dreadlord. <laughs> like, uh, this one, this one's kind of a bust for me. I don't I don't think they're going to get much out of this one. So, like, they could just show up to old man in Dreadlord form and they'd be, like, they get just as much information as they're like, hey, I'm Golden Firehammer. <laughs> like, okay. But, nope. I'm not. I'm not seeing a, a big, a big win for this one. So um, no, so no not, not so much. Not so much. Dragon <laughs> Cortana, or frick your name is Contessa Cortana. <laughs> what is that? Contessa, come on. Cortana is the freaking. It's from. It's from Halo. It's from Halo. But this is not Halo. This is Warcraft. <laughs> Did con- you have too many margaritas? No, I just couldn't <laughs> remember Contessa's name. <laughs> <laughs> Because she's not that famous. She's new. No, no, she's just she's new. She's new. Now she's dead. So Kinda. next day she is maybe like I don't. I have, I'm curious about that one. Yeah, like, they're dreadlords. They're dreadlords. They're dreadlords, and we killed them. But then they were, they were in the mall when we killed. Wait, no, they're Zaras Mortis when we killed them. So what what happens to beings? Because like when we kill beings. We've been told they return to their, their realm or whatever, right? So if they get killed in the, you know, a location of the first ones, what happens? Well, I mean, you just ask the simple question of if you get killed in one of the other realms, what happens? Right? So it's like if you get killed in reality, it's like, oh, okay, you go back to your realm, right? That makes it. All right. We got that. But if you get killed in the death realm but since you've absorbed so much chaos and you're supposed to go back to the fell like do you do you go back to reality and then swoop back into the fell or like is there like a what's happening or where's the cure right, like, to go-, go back to the fell like i don't what's happening right like like is he going back to twisting nether is it does it get weird because he's in the 
death realm, but it's also a realm of the first ones in particular. And if does that does that get weird with that? It also begs the weird question of okay, the dreadlords they originate from the realm of death, so you can't be double dead, right? You double dead exactly dead here, so. so Right. So but, is he dead dead now? But at the same time, they're all filled up now, right? It's just like... Right. So Twisting Nether. So they're supposed to go to Twisting Nether. But did they go to the Twisting Nether? And also Argus is all like not like the Soul Forge anymore. So, you know, they can't regenerate super fast anymore. So like what's happening right. there? So. Well, and not... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but not all the Dreadlords got filled up, right? No, no. Some of them got... Exactly. So... There's Lothraxian. He's all, I'm alive yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Just like that. <laughs> I'm the light now. And there's probably like a, I mean, there's like the freaking, even in preface, it's like, hey, we're infiltrating the realm of life. Lady, she found her mark. Like, I don't know. That's what it basically said. It's like, she found her way in. And that's how, yeah. Before we had confirmation that we got the Dread Queens, right? That was the first time I was like, hey, there's female Dread Lords. Be on the lookout. Turns out there's crap ton of them. So that's, uh, there was, there wasn't a, there wasn't an obvious mark because they were just everywhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't... I, right. Back to Galgan Firehammer. Um, sorry, Malganus and or Contessa. That's... that's. I don't think that's going to do you much good. Yeah, I should have actually marked... Went through and marked down, like, which one changed into which, but I definitely did not, so... Yeah. Well, either way. It's a no-go. It's a no-go. It's a no-go. Okay, so we move on to the two BC bosses from Young Burning Crusade. First one is Nethermancer Sepethria... Sibithra. When I did this episode of Dungeon Fables, this is Mechanar. I think I said it like three different name ways. It's it's fine. It's fine. Septria. Sibithria. I already said it like five different ways. Sibithria. I don't know. Hey, it's another mancer chick. Her dungeon guy says. Thanks to her skills, I quickly summoning creatures to destroy any enemies. Sibithria was chosen as an apprentice to Pathalion the Calculator, the blood elf in charge of the Mechanar. Don't value your life very much, do you? I mean, a little bit. I mean, more than you're implying. It's true. It's true. So she was that blood elf optional boss that was, you know, you go to the right to go towards the last boss, but over on the left, there's like a little stage up there. And she kind of hung out up there with a couple fire elementals. And if you actually pull her and fight her, those fire elementals like randomly select people to follow around. It was kind of a pain. Most people end up skipping her by the end of the expansion because optional boss is optional. Yeah. Optional bosses are optional. <laughs> it's true. Um, is it because she was a blood elf? semi working for Kalthos? I don't I don't think I got I don't enough know information why? about what Nethermancer Sepathria is to really know why this might be a thing because it's like okay Mechanar, Me- Mechanar that's that was part of the whole freaking the the the, the, the blood elf and the, and the right it's like Kalthos 
right? And like that part of thing. Tempest Keep. Tempest Keep. Yes. Yeah, Tempest, it's part of Tempest Keep. <laughs> it's part of Tempest Keep. Yes. Um, yes. And there's also like the the bo- botany or what a botan bo- botanic god. Bot- yeah. The, yeah. The biofreeze or whatever. <laughs> And Architraz, yes. Let me save you the pain. The last one's Architraz. Continue. I was going to say Alcatraz. <laughs> that is close enough. You free mail house. It's a whole thing. Okay, so, so out of those three dungeons, Mechanars, it's like, it's a thing. They're blood elves. They robbed some ships that were originally part of the Naru. Feels a little like, hey, you know, hey, we're going to get back into the ships, interdimensional ships. I don't know. Maybe, maybe get back in good with the ships and, and do some interdimensional travel back to maybe. the light realm because it's these were Naru powered ships. And, right. I don't know. That's that's the best I got. Naru. That, that could be like, I feel I could be wrong, but my memory is telling me that she helped run some of the the machines that like create the the mana gems and whatnots and maybe it wanted that control but i kind of like your theory of using the ships for you know interdimensional travel both go where no one has gone before (laughs) that's the best i got (laughs) let's go with that i like it it's good it's good engage right (laughs) engage all right up next we have dark weaver sith from sethic halls sith all right, Dark Weaver Sith. All right, this, all right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Dark Weaver Sith is charged by the Talon King Ikis to defend the Sekith Thick Thicketh Halls. Well, the renegade Arakocha search for their <laughs> en- enigmatic god, a master of shadowy magic. This wizened trickster, wizened, is. Wizened. Wizened? Wizened. I like wizened. Wizened? Wizened's trickster <laughs> has learned how to bend the very elements of his sway. How do you bend the elements of his sway? What is sway? Like, I don't... What? The, his will. Uh, okay. Fancy word for will, I think. Okay. I, clearly, I need to just a source or something. Okay. Um, <laughs> why do they want to turn so. into Aracocra? Uh, so this Arakoa <laughs> was oh, the first boss D&D. in Sethic Halls where you had to deal with waves of various elementals. So maybe it was something about being able to control elementals? I was going to say. I, I really don't know. I blame your husband for playing an Arakoka. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. You can blame him. He'll, he'll love it. At the same time, like if they disguise as Dark Weaver Sith, would they be able to control the elementals? Probably not. I don't feel like they magically have that power. So, yeah, they're, not, they're not Kirby. No. They don't magically get the yeah. power just by <laughs> sucking them up or something. <laughs> I see that face. <laughs> nope, you see nothing. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Dark Weaver, Dark Weaver, Seth. Um, yeah, why would you want like? Okay, they're like, I'm a, I'm a bird. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> I don't know why they want to bang someone a casserole. Like, I don't know what's going on with that. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, that's a throwback. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. Sethic Halls. <laughs> what's happening here? 
Okay. I got right. I got nothing for Dark Ruth. says, you got anything better? Not really. No, that one's... Maybe they just felt like they wanted to have some feathers oh, for a uh, bit uh, instead uh, of wings? Up, up. Back it up, back it up. Beep, 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 beep. Back it up. Uh, was it the Arakoa? Didn't they get all like... Hey, let me, it's fine. Didn't they get all like voided up? Right, they got all they like super voidy. Right, the the, the the these particular ones did yes. Yeah, because they were they were like worshiping. Okay, so because the Sethic Hollow, right? Because mm-hmm. of, of the mm-hmm. their their god Seath. They're worshiping Seath. They're worshiping Seath, yeah. and they got all voided up. So yeah, maybe it's like if we're just gonna like split hairs or something. I feel like maybe it's a way to split feathers. Okay, now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> I feel like it may be a way for them to infiltrate the void. Okay? Yeah. Because yeah. even in preface, they talked about how the void is like, now we see it's coming, right? Because they see everything. <laughs> <laughs> they won't know that we're a bird. They won't know we're a bird. <laughs> <laughs> we're a bird, damn it. <laughs> Make up a casserole. <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's let's move on. We got we got some more to get here. Moving on to Wrath, we have Scarvald the Constructor. It's Ugar Keep, and the Avenger guy says it's a vital tradition to make unlikely partners work together. Some say it's to allow divergent abilities to complement each other. Others say it's for the amusement of King Ymiron. Regardless, Scarvald and Dalron are a perfect example of this custom. Between a Vrykul's brawn and a human's necromantic arts, they will punish those who meddle with the scourge. Dalron, see if you can muster the nerve to join my attack. Oh, I remember that. So the yep, so these are the this is the the since so you get the Vrykul, right, and the human dude. The human dude was the Dalron, the controller for the fight. You kind of fought them. I feel, I feel like there was a staircase behind them. I have that in my head for some reason. Totally but Scarval was basically the warrior. And Dalron did the magic. Yes. So they were disguising as a Vrykul warrior, basically. All right. Disguising themselves <laughs> as a Vrykul warrior. What are they getting in good with? Hmm? What are they getting in good with? Um, okay. Okay. Here it is. Here it is. So the Vrykul, they're from Northern, right? They're from Northern. Right. 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 So who else is from Northern? The Tuscar. Okay. <laughs> what? So you know who's on the dragon owl? Also the Tuscar. Okay. They're getting in good with the Tuscar to get back in. I don't know. I'm just I got I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I was wanting you to continue that. I know where you're gonna go with that. I'm just pulling things out my ass that I'm making larger by running so much. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You have more room to pull things out of now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got more room in my pit prison wallet. <laughs> Anyways, I've got nothing for this one. Um, I I don't. I'm I'm fine with moving on to the next one. Are you fine with moving on to the next one? Because I have no idea why Scarvald, the constructor, and Ugar Keep. I like the music constructor. It's like. Scarvall the Constructor. Can we construct it? Yes, we can. (laughs) 
Bob the Builder. Just just Scalvel. like that. Yep. Scalvel yep. the Constructor. Yep. It's a, it's the same thing, right? Scalvel the Constructor is just like the Northrend's version <laughs> of Bob, of the, Bob Builder. the Builder. It absolutely is. <laughs> can Turn we construct rifle. it? Yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, let's let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. We have, we have more. Okay. Next one's you. For Sinagosa from Violet Hold. Sinagosa. All right. Sinagosa. Malagos chose Sinagosa to execute his machinations because of her unquestionable loyalty. She did not flinch when her master withdrew into madness. She did not falter when he commandeered Azeroth's ley lines. And she will not fail to eradicate all who defy him. <laughs> we finish this now, champions of the Kirin Tor. Yeah, that's Sinagosa. She's a dragon. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I feel I feel like that's is it? Because I think it's I think I pronounced it wrong. I think it's like Cyanagosa, not Sinagosa. Sinagosa is a different one. It's like it's like Cyanagosa or something. Cyanagosa. Yeah, there's an I in there that's really messing me up. I feel up. like I, I always said it as Sinagosa because I got lazy, but I think looking at it again, I'm like, nope. It's like Cyanagosa. Cy, cyan, well, it's like that color. You know, that color cyan. Yeah. Like no one no really knows how to pronounce that color. Because you know when right. you, when you need to buy the color ink, and you're like you're at a Cyan or cayenne peppers. I don't frick what. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different color. You're like, that's, that's, I don't know. It, a blue. I'm out of blue. Okay. Why are you? I mean, calling? it's just, she's a shade of blue. So I mean, it makes she's sense. She's kind of looking a little, so little like, cyanic up there. Cyan. Egosa. <laughs> yep. There Anyways, this blue dragon <laughs> was the final boss of the Wrath version. Yep. The Cyan Dragon, uh, the last boss of Violet Hold. <laughs> she was sent to release the prisoners from the hold and gain entrance to Dalaran. A valiant defense, but this city must be raised. I will fulfill Malagos' wishes myself. Yeah, I, I remember that a lot. Like, like a lot. Yeah, I figured, like, I figured that, that voice line would be a little triggering. Yeah, remember I don't who that know is. how yeah. many times I ran the Violet Hold, but... So many times. It so was many. a lot. Yep. <laughs> so any uh, any thoughts on this one? Was it to gain access to something? And could this potentially play anything into Dragonflight? Did they have plans going forward to be one of the blue Dragonflights? Problem. Don't everybody Kay. know that she's dead? Well, don't everyone know that all these people are dead? Yeah, like, that's the problem in, in general. Some, some of them you can, like, it's pretty past, like, like maybe. But this one's feel like, like, blue dragons are usually uh, up and they, they know what's going on. They got the 411, right? They know what's happening. So if you're like, hey, everybody, I'm Cyan Nagosa. Um, <laughs> I'm back. And they're going to be like, well, where, where have you been? Hmm? I was trapped in the violet hold. Didn't a bunch of adventurers go in there and kill you? Because you were all senior psychopath, like straight up there, Team Malagos? Mm? No, I just passed out. No, no, they locked me up. This damn dirty Karen tour. I was locked up in a cage. Okay, that they might buy that. 
They might buy that. Yeah, very, make, it could work. It could work. Because she wasn't the guy that hold. And you could be like, yeah, yeah the damn dirty Karen, Karen Torkey. Mage just locked her up in the Violet Hold. The other problem is we went back to the Violet Hold in Legion. <laughs> I didn't see no... Well, Malganus doesn't know that because he wasn't freaking around. So, <laughs> was, I mean, was, it still works. He was busy on Sylvanas Zoval chitty chat duty. Hey, Sylvanas. Yep. <laughs> How you doing? You going to join our team yet? Nah, not yet. How about now? Nah, not yet. We'll let you kill all the people. Just do your thing, girl. Just do your thing. All the people. (laughs) All the people. Not just some of the people. All the people. (laughs) All the people. (laughs) (laughs) Even the Thanos. He's already dead, dude. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Which, why he didn't... Okay, that's that's a whole different story. Different story. You know, know, make him... Make him eternally in love with you because he's undead now, but it's already happened. That was a long time ago. <laughs> it's true. Even Varisa make her like together at my side, like I tried to do in war crimes. Mm, yes. Yes, you may do that, Sylvanas. You may raise your sister <laughs> in a totally non creepy way and then also raise her children and now perpetually children and. Okay, Solanus, this is getting really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Cianagosa. Um, yeah, that, you know what? The more we talk about it, the more I think that you could absolutely pull it off and say that, hey, I was trapped in Violet Hold. I was not dead the whole time. Didn't ignore what that hero over there said that listened to me die about 150 times, if not more. Um yeah. And now I get to go see Dragonflight Isles. Dragonflight Isles. Dragon Isles. The Dragonflight Isles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we fly on a dragonfly house. It's like it's like Howl's moving castle, but it's like a flying castle. I'm just because... I'm just really excited about dragon riding. It's fine. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's very exciting. So yeah, I think they're trying to get in good with the blue dragonfly. What are they going to do with the blue dragonfly? Obviously, get to the dragon isles because we don't know what's going on in the dragon isles. Because obviously, even if we knew it was happening in the dragon isles right now. It's an alpha, and we're not covering anything in alpha yet because that's just <laughs> very easily change. Very easily. It can easily change, and then if we cover it now, when it actually comes out, what are we going to talk about? Yeah, Is everything the same thing again? Like that's just kind of silly. So, hey everybody, remember episode fifty-three where we already talked about this? We're talking about it again because it actually happened. <laughs> no, yeah, we're not doing that. No, um, yeah, I don't like. I best guess. If this is a really thing where they're like practicing their mojo and like trying to like, hey, how's this look? Do I look like Sinigosa? Um, yeah, that's that's probably what, what my guess is. They're like, they locked her up a vile old and she's like, like, no, no, really. And they're like, turn into a dragon. Damn it. That's the one thing you can't do. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> you got me. Now I will attack you because I'm a dreadlord. <laughs> I don't, that's a good question. Give me more hey, haste buff. Let's pause here for a second. You think a dreadlord could turn into a dragon? Well, to be fair, it was her non-dragon form. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm asking. Okay. I don't think they could. Just like if you take the form of someone who can control elementals, I don't think you can magically control magically control elementals. Right, right, right. But the dreadlords, they can take on the body. They can take on the shape. They're like, hey, bro. It's like a, like they're in an egger suit, right? That's I was just going to say egger suit. Exactly. Yeah, an egger suit. Right? Yeah. Could they do that with a dragon body or a dragon corpse or a dragon whatever? Oh, and be a dragon dragon? 
Like if if, if yeah, like they, a dragon. Thanagosa died as a dragon dragon, right? Mm-hmm. Which she did. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, you got a point there. Maybe. That's what I'm asking. It's like, so if they're like, hey, I'm Thanagosa, do they have to like undread lord themselves and then now dragonify themselves? Or they could could they could they then just go from you know, I'm I'm Sinagosa in humanoid visage form, all the way to Sinagosa dragon form. True. I mean, if they practice both disguises separately, it just that yeah, that's a good point. I bet they could. Yeah, I have a feeling the the answer is if the writers say they could do it, they can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I just think it's funny to think that because most shape shifting folk right they have to stay roughly within their body type right take it back to uh our, you know wonderful DD campaign Talor, raymond right he's a changeling he can't change it to a dragon it's too big you just, you just can't do it i think you have to you, you pretty much can't really modify how tall you can't change too much you have to stay roughly within your body size so if you're medium, like because every humanoid is medium, it's medium size. You know, take a five foot square. I think you have to stay within those bounds, right? You have to be like, oh, you can turn into another medium uh, humanoid creature. So, one human turning into another human, totally fine. It's easy, easy to go. Yeah. Turn into a dragon. That's. I bet they could easily do a drag through though. That's that's super freaking. Yeah. That's, that's close enough. That's super freaking like easy mode for them. Yeah. Drag yeah. here. Come on. That's easy. That they practically look like dreadlords. They just got that snoot that I've customized. <laughs> just better custom I was gonna say better customizations. They're amazing. I've made like five of them now. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's, it's love it's it. It's really good. Yeah, so um is there a thing? Could they could they pop up in, in the dragon house? You know what? I think Malagos might. There's, there's a chance that they could pop up in the Dragon House. If this is what they're doing, it's possible. It is absolutely a thing that they could be like, oh, oh, you got me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, you thought you killed me, but you know, Dreadlord. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> Malagos shows up and Alex Charles is like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Something's not right here. <laughs> Something's not quite right. Okay. Should we, uh, what are you hiding? An illusion. <laughs> An illusion. <laughs> what are you hiding? Oh, so good. Should we, should we move on now? I think I've... Uh, yeah, let's do it. Yep. Okay. Next up in Kata, we have Warmaster Blackhorn from Dragon Soul. Though once vast in number, only a few dozen Twilight Dragons now remain. Astride these hardened survivors are the last vestiges of the Twilight's Hammer Army, an elite Drake, the elite Drake Riders of Deathwing's personal escort. Led by the insidious Warmaster Blackhorn, they move with unholy purpose, driven to protect their Dark Master. Gloriana, give them hell! Yeah, I remember that fight. Quite That's well. another triggering. Yep, yep, yep. So for those who don't, or I mean, it's been a while. This is that boss that was on the ship. Skybreaker, I think it's called. Yeah, it was. With Sky Captain Swayze. And he was riding Goriana. What is this? The, the Twilight Drake. Skyfire, yeah. 
Skyfire can only take so much. Yeah, here you go. Yep. <laughs> you had to, yeah, you had to kill a bunch of Twilight Drakes. You had to help keep the ship from being damaged. You had like, to stand the swirlies and stuff. And then and then you could finally fight Blackhorn. Mm-hmm. Now I have in my mind the, the voice line. Don't worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> Where you get in the spine. <laughs> Heard that too many yep. times. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so is this another case of trying to get closer to the Twilight's hammer cult? Um... I think it's, it would have to be, right? So, or is or 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 is it that? But also maybe getting cozy with some Twilight Drakes. Well, how many Twilight Drakes are even possible? Or left? do I just have do, do I just have Drakes and Dragons on the brain? That that could be a thing. Well, I mean, the Twilight Dragons. The last we heard of them, they are pretty much a no more. Just other than the eggs about. that are still deep beneath Grimtoll that we found out about. In yeah, that that's true. Beautiful, wonderful, fantastic. Just the best book, A Knight of the Dragon. So good. <laughs> yeah, so there are obviously some Twilight Dragon eggs still kind of lingering uh, down there in Grimtoll. However, it even says here, it's like, uh, though one's vast in number, only a few dozen Twilight Dragons now remain. But you can always make more. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what they do is they're just like, they just exactly. mess with eggs. They're like, hey, it's Wild Dragon now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think this is more of like Twilight Hammer cultist. Twilight Hammer, get up in there. Uh, because, yeah, because this is like a big deal. The only problem is this is this is like a big name, right? Where this one's hard to, oh, the bigger hey, name. you know, like if we go back to Pyromancer, what's his butt? Uh, Lorgarain. Her butt, thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, his butt. Oh, very beginning. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Pyromancer Lorgarain. That's like anyone could be just be like, oh, you survived? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a mini boss. The adventurers skipped me. <laughs> <laughs> that very group did not come anywhere near me. They were bored. It was great. They were like, they were crazy. doing the, they were, it was Mythic Plus or something. They were timing their run and they skipped me. <laughs> it wasn't required. So, uh yeah, I'm still alive. Yep. <laughs> this guy though, <laughs> Goriana, and they just flew away. Or I don't know. Did we kill Goriana? I don't remember. I feel like we just killed what's his butt, War Master Black Butt. I feel like she flew away. Yeah, I think Goriana flew away. Then Goriana would have been like, War Master Blackhorn is dead. Blah, blah, blah. And just told everyone she tattled. She, she tattled. She totally did. Didn't help that the Skyfire went down. So, uh, true. Yeah, there's all sorts of like bad juju for old Blackhorn. And yeah, I don't know why they want to turn into him. I don't know. Twilight's Hammer, maybe. I, I kind of feel like it's Twilight's Hammer, but I also, again, I might just have dragons on the brain, but I kind of wonder if maybe they do want to build some kind of Twilight Drake army with some eggs and stuff. And it's easier to do that when you're disguised as him. Yeah, that's... And at the same time, you know, getting with the Twilight's Hammer more and, you know, two birds, one stone kind of thing. Yeah, I, I can see it. I can see it. I mean, you could you could make a rationale for just about any of these, but this one's, I don't know, this one's like, like he was supposed to be like, oh, I'm War Master Blackhorn, blah, 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 right? Everybody knew who he was, even though he totally didn't. I listened to that Dungeon Fables episode. You know how much story this guy had? 
So Nothing. little. So little. <laughs> What's great is all these sound clips were totally from my Dungeon Fables folder because I still have them all. <laughs> Dungeon Fables. There it is. Hey, you should read the next one. This is High Priestess Azel from Stonecore. Well, I pronounce it Azel. 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 High Priestess Azel is one of the few who has survived communing with the Twilight's Hammer Colts. Eldritch, oh, Eldritch Masters. That's cool. Uh-huh. They survived communing with the Twilight Cultist Eldritch Masters. Although little remains of her sanity, she instills terror in lesser cultists so that they will sacrifice themselves without hesitation when their masters command it. That's cool. That's cool. Uh-huh. I like that. So she basically communed with the old gods because that's what Eldritch Master means. She's like, hey, old God. And they were like, and she was like, cool, because she survived. She didn't go coop senior. Well, obviously, she went a little crazy. You don't. She she went a little crazy. You should you should play the clip. Oh, yeah. There's a clip involved. Here we go. Witness the power bestowed upon me by Deathwing. Feel the fury of Earth. But yeah. A little crazy. A little, little crazy. A little bit. A little bit. You can hear it in your tone. Hellfire <laughs> <laughs> Earth. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Yeah, de- so at first I was like, Deathwing? Deathwing giving you power? And then she said, Feel the Fury of Earth. I was like, Okay, never mind. That probably was. Well, it was also in Stonecore, right? Yeah. Like over in Deep Home. So, so for those who uh, may not be remembering, this is that human priestess, last boss of Stonecore. The one that has a bunch of weak followers. She's like force gripped people around. But if you're doing time walking, that doesn't really happen. There's gravity wells. She chucks stones at your face. The whole thing. Blade storm and those weak little puny dudes. So fun. Yeah. The numbers explode. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. I'm just saying. It's I like running in there as a priest and just, or as a, as a holy priest and just doing my holy nova. Pew, pew. Holy nova. So many numbers. It's very satisfying. It is very satisfying. All right. Once again, any thought? Like, I'm, I'm guessing it's the whole void connection. Yeah. So we got a void connection. Obviously, Twilight Chamber. We got a little Deathwing connection too because it's like I feel the power bestowed upon me by Deathwing. Right? Maybe a bit of Deathwingy there. Maybe a black dragon flight. A little bit of connection. Probably not the correct connection you want to get in good with the current black dragon flight of <laughs> yeah, Rathion yeah. and. What is that? Is Ebonhorn's real name? Ebonhorn. Um, Abyssian? Abyssian? I want to say Abyssian. We're going to say Abyssian, everybody. We're going to say Abyssian. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Editor Jin can fix that later if that's wrong. Hey, Editor Jin, was it right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It, It was right. All right, back to the show. We're going to find out. (laughs) <laughs> so their name <laughs> um yeah i don't i don't think that they're gonna be like enthused to see this person that is like wow man deathwing's the best ah! right because they're, they're not even too super enthused with that um even though there's a little bit of jack Thier kind of story quest going on about like oh Natharian Natharian oh Natharian will tell us we already knew that that was that was BlizzCon they said Natharian created them so that's that's not a spoiler 
Let's just say now. Also, it it is it is Abyssian, by the way. We were right. Oh, what's up, Editor Jin? How you doing? Yeah, you know, I'm a little tired. Uh, you know, it's pretty late right now. But I don't know why you guys keep talking to me. It's this is getting weird. You can't talk back. All right, bye. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> Give him another margarita. He'll be fine. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't see much of a way in other than possibly to the Eldritch Masters. That's yeah. where I'm seeing it. However, I don't Can you really? I mean, I, I don't know. Can you? I don't think she's that high on the totem pole. I'm just, that. Can you fool a, uh, an old god like that? But at the same time, that's a good question. All can kind you of, fool an old god? They're all kind of beat up right now, so maybe they're not thinking straight. Yeah. Because old. Although, if we're talking eldritch masters, I mean, could that be like probably not void lords? I don't see her talking to void lords. It probably is just the old yeah, gods. She's talking to old gods. She's talking to Nizah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So she's talking to Nizah, most likely. Because it was even yeah. confirmed that Nizoth was well, the one that was pretty much doing the, the heavy lifting when it came to, um, you know, Deathwing and all that. True. Right. If um, if Deathwing was the Shaquille O'Neal, right? <laughs> Nizoth was the person that was signing Shaquille O'Neal's checks, right? Well, that's right. That's right. basically what would happen in there. So, and supposedly all high priestesses. Azel, whatever, uh, said what's up to Nazoth and didn't completely lose her mind. Complete, not she didn't completely lose it. Just not completely. Just, like a, just a wee bit. Just a little bit. We're all a little crazy down here. It's fine. Yeah, it is. especially these days. Um, but mm, I don't know. Like I'm not. I'm not seeing an in. Right. Like I, I was seeing. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, maybe maybe I can see it. What do you, what do you think? Can you, can you see it? Can you see it? It's, it might be a combination of having it be like a small inn and also the benefit of having all these like really weak, you know, le- lesser cultists, as the adventure guy says, under your command to do your bidding and to sacrifice them. Well, I suppose it's not just that. I mean, if you are turning your... I mean, so I guess what it is. Okay, so if you're a Dreadlord... You're you're not gonna turn yourself into number one in command, right? Especially if number one in command got killed. You're not gonna kill turn yourself into like I don't know, like the equivalent of whatever kill Jaden would be on the other side because everyone knows Kill Jaden died. Right? But high priestess Azul, someone might be like, I didn't play Kata. Like what happened to her? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like there's a chance that they didn't read the the, the freaking patch notes. They didn't listen to that Dungeon Fable episode. You should have. But I don't know. Like it's a, there's a good chance that Nazoth would be like, oh, what happened? To you? Oh, okay, sure. All right, you're back. Well, I got blasted with an origination beam. So who knows what freaking happens? So <laughs> I don't know. I absolutely see that if you're picking these like lower tier people, because. I'll admit, as I am getting promoted higher and higher, there are people beneath me I've never talked to. Not even once. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I can see it. It's like, hey, I'm back, everybody. I'm like, hey, you were gone? 
What are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you again? I'm Hot Priestess Ansel. I talked to you that one time. It didn't go completely insane. That's good. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, welcome back, I guess. So, how, how are things? Uh, it's been a while, right? Yeah, it's been a while. Kata, even. <laughs> Kata. Wow. That, that has been a while. What was that? Ten, ten years? Even longer. Even longer. Like 11 now. Wow. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> Actually, I think it was exactly 10 years. I think it was 2012. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds right. Yeah, it was 2012 when Kata came out. Wow, it's been a while. No, no. Kata came out in 2010. Uh, you suck at dates. Yep. Wow. <laughs> it has. A lot of life has happened since then. Oh, that is 10 years. My goodness. My goodness. All right. Um, would you like to move on to Mists of Pandaria? I sure would. So up next we have Wise Mari from the Temple of the Jade Serpent. It says, The revered Genu water speaker Wise Mari has found knowledge and foresight countless times in the fountain of the ever-seeing. But when the Shah of Doubt corrupted the familiar currents... Mari was overwhelmed with limit, limitless distrust and suspicion. Come in. The water's fine. <laughs> I, I was watching your face there. You enjoy that way too much. <laughs> I, like, Allie's truth be told, like, I, I finished, like, I, I did these show notes, like, a little bit, like, over the little weekend, and then I finished the rest of it pretty late last night, and so for some reason I got a kick out of that sound clip last night. Oh, okay. When I was just really tired. <laughs> I think it's a laugh at the end. I don't know. It just got me. Anyways. I don't know. Maybe it's this. It could be that too. You just made it better though. So this is that first boss in the Temple of the Jade Serpent. We had to fight off a bunch of water elementals before fighting Mari himself. And even then we had to avoid his corrupted water and like walk on the like little maze around the water. And we would like shoot water from the fountain around a circle. You had like dodge out and stuff. <laughs> I love the explanation of this fight. He's like, he's like shoot water at you. So you dodge the water and you walk in a circle. And there's, there's other stuff. There's like his ads would come up. He'd like make a bubble and then, and then when his bubble will pop, he'd like throw you back. See, I've done time walking for him. So, yeah, easy. Easy, <laughs> easy. That's pretty much it. Yeah, don't step in the so, bad water either. You got to jump over it. You got to jump over it. I remember that. True. It's true. Yep. Bad water, corrupted water. Mm-hmm. What's uh? What's with my? Why is Mari here? You tell me. Why, why is why is Jinyu? Like why is it? Because of something with the shop related with the shop doubt for some reason. Like I don't understand why a Jinyu and why why is Mari in particular. I'm going to go with this is the weakest one yet. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Weaker, weaker than mini boss torn face? Yes, because at least mini boss torn face, you could you could weasel your way in with, hey, I'm in the Twilight Hammer. Sure, I'm like super I low guess. on the totem pole. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But why is Mari is just a random dude that had a little bad day, you know? He was having a little bit of, <laughs> you know, imposter syndrome. Shobbed out. A little imposter syndrome like, oh, man, shobbed out. I'm doubting myself. Oh, I'm just not as good as I thought. 
I don't know where you're going with that, right? Like, what, what's where, where, what's your in, right? If we're thinking cosmodisical war, because that's kind of what we're kind of thinking here, right? Because that's the main end goal is talk about preface. You got the, you got the, uh-huh. you got the, the, the dreadlords working for Denathrius, Daddy D. Daddy D is on shenanigan watch, right? He's on shenanigan watch. You mean shenanigans? No. Oh. <laughs> you know, shenanigans, right? Absolutely, we're talking about shenanigans. So we're on shenanigan watch, and obviously Morganus is part of those shenanigans. Why would he want to turn into Wise Mari? Did, wisdom? I don't. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe the Dreadlords just wanted to have some fun being a little fishy like Jinyu and play with water. I feel like you just broke half our listeners. Like they used to be Murlocs, right? And then they were like hanging out by the the well of eternity effectively, and they're like, Which in you now? What? <laughs> right? Just like the Friggin' dark trolls used to be dark trolls and they became night elves because they're hanging out by the well of eternity and the Jinnu are like, well, they're sophisticated now, just like those buttheads over there that took over all the friggin' Kalimdor and Queen Ashar and blah, 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 and then she wanted to marry a titan and blah, 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 blah. If you're new to Warcraft lore, I know that was probably very weird to you, but it's all true. <laughs> Craft lore gets a little weird, let's be honest. Yeah, it's, it's very weird. <laughs> it's very weird. Uh, so yeah, I don't know why they would want to turn into a boss that was part of the Temple of the Jade Serpent. That was... I don't... Maybe they want to go back to the Fountain of Everseen now that the Fountain of Everseen is, like, fixed. Right? Because technically maybe? it's fixed. But then again... And then again, they were like, hey, everybody, it's fixed. Every other week, it's going to be invaded by Nizoth. I'm like, oh. <laughs> thanks. It's bi-weekly, bi-weekly fixed. It's fine. Yeah, so every other week, they get to use the fountain of ever, ever seeing knowledge or whatever. I don't whatever. And yep. they're going to be able to be like, hey, I'm Egypt. But at the same time, if you're just the Jinyu, wise Mari, you're going to be like having to nudge the other Jinyu, the wise Larry, uh, to say, hey man, what do you see? <laughs> because, like we already talked about, if you just turn into the dude, you can't just suddenly magically control the elements. I don't think you can magically use the fountain I've ever seen to see the future because that's a Jinyu thing and you're not actually a Jinyu. You're just wearing an Egger suit, Jinyu. Yes. Right. Do you agree? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. What's his next one? What are we doing? <laughs> you are going to read for Zin the Master with uh, the Weapon Master from Mukushan Palace. All right, here we go. Zin the Weapon Master. The title of Weapon Master has many definitions among Azeroth's inhabitants. To Zin, it means that Mogu weaponry obey his every command. The king is more than willing to demonstrate his deadly skills to anyone who questions his right to rule Pandaria. Ha! <sighs> what is this? More have come to claim my crown? They are small and weak! 
Yeah, I play a dwarf. So I'm small. I'm not, but you're, not, you're not weak. I'm not weak, buddy. <laughs> For some reason, I always love that voice line. Some have a come to claim my crown. It's just, it always got to me for some reason. <laughs> I had I had to pick that one. So this is that Mogu that was the king of the clans. His last boss, Mogu Shan Palace. He had those stone lions and lots of weapons swirling around. He had a dodge and some fire attacks, fire attacks and more blades. And um, was it because they thought they could rule Pandaria through him? Is it because the Mogu are time forged? What's, uh, what's up here? Um, so he turned into a Mogu because he's going to bring back the Mogu Shan Empire. They're going to basically re-enslave the Pandaren. They're going to fix up the, the servant spine and then they're going to defend Pandaria against, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you really were going for something there. No, no, I got, <laughs> I got nothing. It's like, so the Mogu were very much a like D tier enemy in even Mesa Pandaria. Right, the Manted were far more like, oh, we need to deal with this than the Mogu were. Like the Mogu were dealt with, basically. So I'm I'm a little I'm a little uh, at a loss here. I don't really know what you would want to do to turn into Zen the Weapon Master because I don't think we know enough about Mogu like culture to really like see where what the usage of I don't really know. I mean. Maybe they just saw the title King of the Clans and they're like, ooh, yes, let's be him. King of the Clans. That sounds powerful. Unite the clans. Unite the clans. Exactly. I mean, no one said that Contessa and Malganis were super smart, right? So maybe they're like, oh, King of the Clans. He must be important. Okay. Maybe this was a Contessa one. Like, maybe. Maybe. I don't know what's happening. This is this was this was feels a little weird. I don't uh I'm not 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 buying it. Not buying it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not seeing what they're gonna get out of it. Like if you're thinking, you know, cost benefit rate, you know, analysis here. I don't, I don't. Uh, I, first of all, I don't actually know what the cost is. If it's free, then all right, then turn it to anybody you want, right? Because it's it's free. But what's the benefit? You still need to figure out what the benefit is. And if you're just like you get nothing, it's like well, you get nothing for nothing. So it's like you you didn't gain anything. So why'd you turn into Zen the Weapon Master? Who freaking cares? Like even Dungeon Fables, we were just like, well, it's the dude with the weapons and that's about it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. <laughs> I mean, Allie's great at spinning a tale and talking all about how Zen the Weapon Master did this and that. Before that dungeon was built, there wasn't anything before that. That's true. I mean, he, was just, he was just a dude. So I don't With know. the cool voice line. He did have a cool voice line. He For some reason, I just really like the heck out of that voice line. <laughs> it is a good voice line. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's a good voice line. Yeah. yeah. All right. So moving on, there is an awkward gap for Warlords and Legion. They No disguises from Warlords or Legion. I call shenanigans. They're too busy with their own shenanigans to pay attention to any of the bosses in Draenor and Legion. Draenor, I get. Different alternate timeline. Makes sense. Yeah. Legion, you can also explain they were a little busy. Huh? Yeah. So I, I that's why I'm calling shenanigans. So maybe they were like, well, it might be a little shut up, Libby. 
It might be a little, <laughs> it's a little confusing if I turned into Helia. Because she's really big. And, <laughs> and I don't know if I can make that work. Yeah, but there's like people like Elison. Like, I feel like there's there's would have been choices in Legion that Ooh, would potentially be useful to them. That's a little too high up the totem pole, though. Like, if we talk about. Yeah, fair, fair. Yeah, because I mean, Elison, like, oh, 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 I have such a good fight. Nighthold. Oh, my goodness. Like, I was. I was getting total like nostalgia flashbacks as I was listening to Scrubs vs. the World <laughs> and they were they were rating and they were talking about Nighthold and I was like, oh man, such a good raid. Such a good raid. So yeah, Elison, fantastic boss. But uh they didn't turn into Elison because they didn't turn into anyone in Legion. Because No, which I I just I feel I I get it, they were busy, but like, I feel like there's if they had done their homework, Ooh. there were choices. Question. Speaking of Nighthold, can a Dreadlord turn into another Dreadlord? Tychondrius, for example? That would be fun. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Like, you're cosplaying as Bob at work for a joke. Like, why not, right? <laughs> Beats Bears Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> See? If Jim could do it to Dwight, Malganus can do it to Tychondrius. Michael! <laughs> <laughs> Michael! <laughs> Yeah, all right. I think the answer is yes. A Dreadlord could turn into another Dreadlord if they really wanted to mess with them. Now, speaking of the the lore of the Dreadlords and how they turn into things, does it require them to basically kill the host and make an Egger suit or at least have figured out after they're dead to turn into them? Because... All of the previous examples that we've seen, like in the comics and things like that, like the most famous one is uh, Satan Dathrahan, right? Where it was the, right. it was the uh, the friggin' Scarlet Crusade, right? That you know, Argent Dawn split off. Burp, burp, burp. Satan Dathrahan was like, "I'm a bad paladin now because I'm all about vengeance and I hate the undead." Burp, 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 burp. Right, but really it was. Ms. Dreadlord. I believe that was Baldazar that did that, if I remember. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, is Malganus, like, so, like, top-tier Dreadlord? Which could be. Absolutely could be. That he can just be like, well, that adventurer killed that dude. Well, I can turn into him now. That adventurer turned to kill that dude. I can turn into him now. Or, is is there a little bit more to it, right? So, if we want to get into the really... The, the nitty gritty, the, the minutia of what's actually happening in this fight that they are turning into this bosses. Did the Dreadlords one, which we already kind of talked about, were they originally Dreadlords? I don't think they were originally Dreadlords. I think when we fought these bosses, they were those bosses. But did the Dreadlords visit our handiwork is what I'm saying. Possibly. So why did they visit Wise Mari? <laughs> Oh, no, it gets worse. Wait till we get to BFA. Oh, it gets okay. worse. Oh, it gets worse. Oh, wow. I didn't, it gets worse. I didn't even read this part. All right. You ready for this? You ready for some BFA? I'm ready for some BFA. Night Captain Valeri and Tol de Gore. The Night Captain. Um, let me let me get the voice going. <laughs> night Captain. Because <laughs> I just. It's ridiculous. And I don't understand why this one. So I'm just like distracted by that. <clears throat> okay. Night Captain Valeri uses the munitions barrels within the armory to crush her foes. When the munitions barrel 
comes into contact with fire, it will explode with burning arsenal. Interacting with the munitions barrel will allow safe transportation of it, assuming the bearer, bearer is not already on fire. That was the dungeon journal? Um, let's just say that as the expansions were on, Wowpedia kind of dropped their game a bit. <laughs> and so that may have been the actual adventure journal or adventure, adventure guide. Or that might just be Wow Wowpedia getting real, getting real lazy. Because <laughs> let me tell you, um, uh, yep, uh, that's a whole other story that we can talk about off off the thing. But um, so for those who are wondering who this is, this is the human that was the third boss of Told Gore. She was the one with the fire and the barrels, as you kind of heard, and you had to move so they wouldn't blow up and stuff. I'm just, I'm just gonna look at it on. Wow, head now to see if there's a better adventure guide for her. I feel like there isn't. Because <laughs> why would they pick her? Why? That's an excellent question. And I feel like I know the answer. I don't know the answer. <laughs> like, there's just, there's, I don't get it. Here's, here's the real question. What was told to gore? I don't remember. <laughs> that was the prison. Oh, no wonder I didn't remember. <laughs> I didn't like that dungeon. Yeah, that wasn't that the one that would dealt with friggin' well, what was her what what's her butt? The friggin' you know, Catherine Pradmore's friend that turned out to be a, a jerk. Wasn't she kinda involved in that? Peldegore? Kinda. Kinda. Alright. So that's 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 where my brain went. Yep. So anyway. Night Catherine. Okay. The Leary. There you go, ready? Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Bring it to me. Um Night Captain Valeria is in charge of the... Oh, this is just more about her, I guess. Not really the official guide, but whatever. Night Captain Valeria is in charge of the Ashvane Armory and watching over the explosive munitions within. She's taken an obsessive interest in the power of flames and worrying a worrying thought concerning her position. So did they want to have an excuse to play with fire and explosives? All like. Right. I don't even know. All right, deep cut. Here we go. We're going to figure it out. Just so I can figure oh, out what the oh, Twilight Cult is. We're going to figure it out. So, all right. All right, buddy. Night Captain Valeri was a member of Ashvane's stuff. Right? Ashvane. This is Ashvane. Got turned into a nasty crab lady. Then we beat her up and I got a really good trinket off of her. Remember her? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. So that's... That's what's going on. Nightcap Valeri. So, Ashvane. Who is Ashvane working for? Hmm? Who is Ashvane working True. for? True. True. Okay. Queen Ashara. If you didn't know, it was Queen Ashara. She was working for Queen Ashara. Yeah. Yeah, by the way. Yeah. Okay. So, Queen Ashara is still out there. So, maybe. Maybe. This is a, this is a, this is a stretch. It's a, it's like Stretch Armstrong. Really stretching it out. Like, you, it's really stretching <laughs> But perhaps they were using this as a way to get in, get back into the graces of Queen Ashara. Like, like, hey, you know, Ashvane, like, it's, it's a maybe. It's a maybe. It, that would even be difficult even for a Dreadlord to get back in with Queen Ashara. But what other options do you have other than maybe a few Naga bosses? Mm-hmm. We haven't fought any Managas at all. No, we've never fought a Naga boss. N- never. 
<laughs> I, I guess it's the, the the snake tail. I don't know. Maybe the dreadlords haven't figured that out. Like I don't. They, they, they got they got the hooves. Could be. Know, Could the, be. That they're just they can't figure that out. That's it's a tough one. But anyway, that that's my only thought is trying to weasel their way in with Queen Ashara, who is apparently out there trying to claim the true throne of power. I believe that is what she's I guess, saying. but honestly, I wouldn't see Ashara giving Knight Captain Valeri the time of day. No, she wouldn't. Because <laughs> she she's so far not. beneath at, at Ashara. Like, I, that's just not a thing that would happen. So again, Mount Gannis Contessa. Apparently not that bright, I'm guessing. Because why would this work for anything? Right. Yeah. In many ways, I think this was the equivalent of a mount off, right? I feel like the two <laughs> right. of them were just like, hey, I got this one. Wow. Ah, found this one. <laughs> yeah, that could be. That could be a little showing off. All right. Okay. All right. That, that could be. That could be. But, hmm. What's this next game? Oh my God! They turned into this that is guy? this is for you. This is for you to. How read. do you say that guy's first name? Mansiroy. Man Mansiroy, I guess that's how I, I think we said it. Flame of fist. So pow pow pow, flame of fist from Battle of Dizarlor raid. Mm, I know this guy. I know this guy. Though they began training together only recently, Mansiroy and Mestra have perfected their teamwork and now present a united front. With both fire and fist, they stand ready to strike down any who challenge the alliance. Mansaroy is the human that summoned phoenixes and transformed into one as well. Yes, I remember that fight that, very well. That was me at the end. That was me adding at the yeah. end because it's just that's, that's who he was. This is the Jade Master, Jade, well, not Jade Master, Jade Fire Master <laughs> fight into our lore. Mm-hmm. This is the one with the, the phoenix birds and, and stuff. This is the one where you had to turn around the right direction. Right, you remember that? Yep. Where it was like things are like, like they're like coming at you. I don't think I ever figured that thing out. You're up on the platform. I did towards the end. It took a little tricky at first. Like, it wait, was what? The pain in the freaking butler. Like, you gotta put the tanks figured it out like on day one because the tanks had to figure it out. But as a DPS, yeah, you only every once in a while got it, and they're like, "Oh, I'll punch you in the freaking face if you don't face the right way." And, I got punched in the freaking face a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's happening. I was like, oh, praise the right way. Bro, bro. I was, yeah, I got, yep, it sucked. <laughs> yep. I didn't know what was happening. Hey, hey, raid team. I, I, I didn't know what was happening then. I just, I, I, I tried my best. <laughs> You're just riding yourself out. I tried. It's, it's like an expansion <laughs> ago. It's, it's, it's been a while. They forgive me. It's true. <laughs> we got past that fight. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was, a, that was a weird one. Now, right again, I don't, I don't even know. Now, what is ha- Libby? What is happening with this boss? Why would they want to turn into some random punchy, punchy, flamey fist man that attacks Desarlor? Okay, okay, here we go, here we go. Deep cuts, deep cuts. Talanji, right? Talanji hates this guy. Yeah, because he was part of the alliance, was attacking and. Or a thing, I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> or a thing. Uh, we're very informative on this show. Solange's like, screw this guy. <laughs> All right, I lost it. I, I never had anything to begin with. <laughs> you really didn't. I really didn't. I was trying, you know, 
In the words of Michael Scott, Sometimes I'll start a sentence, and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Like an improv conversation. An improvisation. But yeah, I had no idea where I was going with that. And I was hoping I'd get to somewhere. I was like, Talanji, punchy punchy man. <laughs> I'm gonna pull this out of my ass that I've been growing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're bringing it, bringing it back to the beginning. Bring it back. You know, callback, as they say, callback. I don't know why you would want to turn it into Buster Punchy Face. Um, if I, Ali, you, you know why you turn into Punchy Face? You want to turn? Cause to to punch people? I don't. I don't know. I don't know, maybe. Like he had the phoenixes and and like he could transform into a phoenix. Maybe maybe they wanted to transform into a phoenix. Maybe I don't but the, I don't but that doesn't mean unless it was kind of similar with the dragons where like if you, you they could transform into the dragon form they could transform into the visage and so maybe they could transform into the cool firebird phoenix as well as Mansoroy over here and maybe they just, are secretly pyros. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, so when Balnazar turned into Satan Datherhand, he didn't seem very paladin-y. Like, I don't think he could really paladin it up. No. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He was just like, hey, everybody, I'm Satan Datherhand. I'm one of the originals, but you better listen to me. Don't ask me to do anything. Uh, are you <laughs> healing? Oh, that's Alexander's has got that. He'll, he'll, he'll get you. Don't don't ask me. <laughs> so if he turns into Mr. Punchy Punchy Van, he'll just be like, oh, I hurt my hand. Eh. <laughs> Doesn't maybe, but I feel like the Dreadlords could probably throw a punch. Well, sure, they might be able to throw it. But can they? But can they? They're supposed to be like they're like the deep state, right? They're like, oh man, we're the deep state, right? Queuing on and all that crap. Like we're in the, we're going deep. We're going deep. <laughs> wow. They're the secret That's operatives. all I'm gonna say right now. They're the, they're the bit. They're in the, they're in the back. They're in the back, and they're just like, hey, we're queuing on. I know what's happening. <laughs> I don't think they can throw a punch. Is what I'm saying. What even? I think of their claws. They're like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> they turn into bats. <laughs> bats. Bats. Um, but yeah, I don't think they can punch. I don't, you know, if you're in a, you're in a punching contest with a Dreadlord, you win every time. Boom. Yep. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't think Dreadlords are all that powerful. They don't seem all that strong. They seem, they seem scary. They're Lords of Dread. Man, they're very scary. They can it's true. That, that is their name. Yes. They're not, they're not Mr. Universe. Yeah, they're not, they're not here to pump you up. They're not Hans and Franz. Nope. <laughs> they, they're not worried about telling Blackhand that the stamper's not stamping. Right. <laughs> they're not concerned about that. True. True. Wow. So we got through all of them. That's all, that's all of them, right? That's, that's all of them. Yeah. So you were right. You were absolutely right. When I'm over here complaining about why is Mari and Zen the Webmaster, you called it. This Night Captain Valeri and <laughs> Mansaroy Flamefist. I got why? nothing for them. Why them? I don't get it. I don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Even if I tried to bring in my Queen Ashara reference, it's... Oh, yeah. They... Queen Ashara don't give a damn. 
No. Like, who she are really you? doesn't. I don't care. I'll, I don't They're know. all peons to her. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I will call Lady Vosh from the afterlife to kill you, and she'll probably still listen. Might take a while to get the message, but seriously, you're nothing to me. <laughs> Basically. Wow. We did it. We did it, everybody. That's it. Did it. We Yay. did it. So that's, that's that's the episode, right? That's it. That's, 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 that's it. well, we got we got a little left here. Well, we got the ending stuff. We got the good. We, we got, got the ending stuff, but we're at the ending stuff now. This is like this is like the fun little dessert after the the, the the meat. The meat is done. Now we're just on to the dessert. So we, so what's your go to dessert, by the way? You know, like creme brulee. I'm a creme brulee guy myself. Creme brulee all the way. I mean, if we're going like fancy dessert, fancy, that's absolutely pretty good. Fancy. I do like a good tiramisu. Oh, tiramisu. That's like if we're too. going like fancy, fancy and not like something like chocolate lava cake or ice cream Ooh, or like that. If we're going fancy, fancy. Cake. I tend to go for tiramisu. Tiramisu. All right. All right. I respect that. There's nothing wrong with tiramisu. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. I just haven't. I mean, come on. Creme brulee. <laughs> Can't beat it. That is good. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. Speaking of creme brulee, here's the creme de la creme over here. You get it? It's it's the patrons. It's the patrons. <laughs> They're the creme brulee to this whole podcast. They're the ones that keep us going. They're the ones that make us all excited about doing this stuff. They're fantastic. That's right. It's the part of the show where we say a quick thank you to all you creme brulees out there, the patrons, that support us and keep the show going. <laughs> right. So if you would like to join their ranks and have yourself a nice creme brulee yourself, you can head over to, there's creme brulee, not guaranteed. Uh, you can go to <laughs> patreon.com slash live, laugh, lore, and you can help us get creme brulee. <laughs> I mean, we did have that one Patreon episode where we reviewed donuts. It That's wasn't creme brulee, but it was, it was donuts. Ooh, creme brulee. But speaking of which, we do have a new-ish, not really a new Patreon, but I do want to say a huge thank you to Vanderlyle out there for upping their pledge. So thank you so much, Vanderlyle. Thank you. That's right. Now, speaking of which, speaking of which, we have our top patrons that we need to say a quick thank you to. And that is going to be Craig L. That's right. That is Wildman CA in the Discord. Also a runner themselves. They're training for a 50K. And I'm like, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of miles. Holy crap. A lot so, of Ks. So my gosh. Daniel Dupree. That's right. Dan, Dan, Danny D. That's 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 like it's like Sandra D who recently left us as this mortal coil, but that's Danny D, not Sandy D. But Danny's still with us, but Sandy D is not with us. That's Olivia Newton John, everybody. She she passed. You know, R.I.P. Olivia Newton John. I don't know. It's a thing. You, you get it, <laughs> All right? Marjo Fishin, Marjo Fishin. That's right. Fantastic. How you doing? It's great. Ickus. That's right. Ickus. You, you're great too. Fantastic. How you doing, Ickis? Sarith. Yeah. I see you typing in that Discord. I usually say, hey, you know, you're talking about, like, I like the Ilganoth Whispers. And you know who else likes the Ilganoth Whispers? Allie. Allie loves those Ilganoth Whispers. <laughs> My favorite episode of all time that I've ever done ever. Mm-hmm. The it's, a good, it's a good one. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nadoon. Nadoon. How you doing, buddy? That's great. Thank you so much for the support. Kamari. Oh, my goodness. Kamar, I think my cat wants to say something to you, but we're just going to say hi. How you doing? You're fantastic. Thank you so much for the support. Pasta Matt. Holy shit. So I got this um, I got this uh, this cookbook. It's a cookbook, right? It's the. It, oh, my God, Libby, you're killing me. 
Uh, it's called... <laughs> it's called Run Fast. Cook Fast. Eat Slow, right? And they got this bolognese recipe and the pasta. Oh, my God. It is so good. So every single time I see your name, Pasta Matt, I think of that bolognese recipe and then just the pasta. It's, oh, it's so good. It is so good. All right. Uh, oh, speaking of, remember how we said Vanderlaa upped her pledge? Little Vanderlaa's on this list. Ah, Vanderlaa. What's going on, Vanderlaa? How you doing? <laughs> Mud. Let's go. Hey, what's, what's doing? So, um. So when I think of mud pie, I don't think roly polies like Allie does. I think straight up the mud pies like with chocolate and stuff like that. So mm, those are delicious. So so let's not talk about roly polies. Yeah, we talk about mud pies. We're, we're doing we're doing the straight up like like almost like Boston cream or like little chocolate. Yeah, I don't know, just lots of good chocolate mud pies. Apparently, we need dessert. We do need the dessert. It's <laughs> good. Chris Malore, how you doing? Chris Malore, fantastic. Oh my gosh, what's going on? What's going on? With his next name? What's happening? This is Patton Warren, mm, a.k.a. Dungeon Master Burke. I know that name. I know that name. And finally, and finally, the top patron, top patron, the top of them all, Mr. Chorus. Mr. Chorus. Yeah. How you doing, buddy? What you been up to? I see you also are a fan of those Oganoth Whispers. <laughs> yeah, big fan. Big fan of those Ilgies. So... And that's all of them. That's all. That's all. That's all of them. So I just want to say to each and every single one of you, thank you. You're fantastic, and all the patrons, honestly, all of them, even even those that I didn't name. Mm-hmm. You get a big thank you from me right now. Just know that I appreciate each and every one of you for what you do. You're wonderful. Mm-hmm. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. As we do around here, we like to end every episode on a positive note, especially in these days. So I was kind of cruising through the Uplifting News subreddit and found this great story about a group called RIP Medical Debt. It's a nonprofit that completely boomed during the pandemic. What they do is they buy bundles of delinquent hospital bills incurred by low-income patients, helping thousands of people at a time. So this group makes these bills basically disappear for these people with no obligation for them to repay. And this was started by two former debt collectors, Craig Antico and Jerry Ashton. <laughs> and they actually used to be the ones who have to chase down patients who couldn't afford their bills because they were, they were the debt collectors, right? But they would often hear about the struggles of these patients and why the bills couldn't be paid, which, as you can imagine, would be really eye-opening for these two. So they started this nonprofit in 2014, raised money from donors, that money is then used to buy up debts on you know secondary markets and collection companies and whatnots. The one that the hospitals sell these debts to and those companies gain profit when they collect on the debt. So RIP medical debt basically acts as the collection company. And it's all based on which hospital's debts are available for purchase. So far, they've purchased 6.7 billion in unpaid debt. What? They then turn around and tell those people that their debt's been cleared. They've done that for 3.6 million people so far. Wow. Right? Right. Like, I kind of feel like I might need to check on the billion if it's billion versus million. I mean, I just got really excited because I thought this was a really cool story. But what's really cool now is because they have been able to do that as I try and see if I can find this really quick to make sure... I was, I was right. 
they're actually expanding, they're hiring more staff, and they're taking advantage of their recent surge in donations in order to help more people. And there's new regulations that basically make a make it possible for them to buy loans directly from hospitals now instead of that secondary market thing. So with inflation, job loss, pandemic, normal financial problems, they now get to help more people and keep them from drowning in medical bills. And they're also helping hospitals improve their internal financial systems in an attempt to prevent people from incurring debt in the first place and get them help from charities and whatnot because of these new regulations, which is great. Wow. It is indeed it is indeed 6.7 billion. I, I found the article, checked it out again. 6.7 billion. That's how much unpaid debt they have helped cleared so far since 2014. And they're only expanding and it's becoming more. And it used to be now, like before, they could it was kind of random who they would help because it was just based on what debts they could actually purchase from these collection companies and whatnots. But now, because of these regulations, they, like, they can start taking requests from people who are really in dire need, um, which is great. So I feel like they're just going to do more and more great things. And it also says a lot about our system and how things are kind of screwed up. But good on them, because holy crap. Yeah. And this is one of those just absolutely incredible, amazing stories that you hear about. And also just points out the... (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> the amazingly horrible, awful flaws in the truly just only in America, baby, <laughs> systems out there. Yep. Yep. Like, yep. oh man, like, a, like it's one of those things where it's like, our, you know, our, our, you know, friends of the show, Shoe Boots and True Villain Manny are listening to this going, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> a lot. Because <laughs> it's just like... Oh my goodness! They these people. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. I applaud these uh, these two for for doing this. this. is absolutely fantastic. But the fact that this even needs to exist is just it's, it it it's almost heartbreaking to know it that is. this is even a thing that has to exist. And that's why I voted for Bernie Sanders in 2016 for the primaries. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, that's 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 about it. Long shows, long. I feel like we should probably get out of here. Yeah, I suppose we could do that. That's the thing we could do. Plus, my drink's empty. I mean, I could drink more, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I mean, I have more in like a Kool Aid pitcher downstairs, but it's downstairs. Yeah. I have to run tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening to Live Laugh Floor. If you have a topic or a question you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at lizlaflorecast at gmail.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash livelaughlore, and you can keep the show going for as little as a dollar an episode. You can watch Ali live on Twitch Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash and you can watch Jin Monday nights at twitch.tv slash joint. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jin on Twitter at Jin's Joint and you can follow Ali at Ali Anders K. Meanwhile, be kind and take care. <laughs>